how can it be so whispery but so authoritative at the same time? Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what like, makes him so awesome. Like it's very interesting. Yeah. Like it makes me wonder, like, how close is he to the microphone? Like, yeah. what's up? What's yeah. up? <laughs> Well, well, well. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Chris and Amanda Show. I am one of your hosts, Chris Vaglio, and I am joined by my awesome co-host, who's looking very autumn-y today. You're looking very, very, very fall. You know, one of our last shows, we were criticized for not dressing up, so I thought I would be very themed for this episode yes <laughs> uh, i agree me too so for anybody uh not watching the video feed amanda's got her uh perfect fall <laughs> brown i think it's brown brown plaid yeah it's kind of like a mustard brownish plaid it's a, it's a dress it is like 14 sizes too big like i can't even here you know what i'll just show how big all right all right here we go so amanda's, I have amanda's a bow. standing up here i have a bow but i like it is <laughs> so I have to tie the bow That's so amazing. it doesn't look so big. But you know, when you get it from Amazon, what's one to do? Send it back. <laughs> <laughs> Send it back. Come on now. Send it back. <laughs> Send it back to the internet. <laughs> if anyone who knows me knows I have a stack of things to return that I never do. <laughs> so thanks, Chris. Thanks. You are very welcome. Well, that went we, down a rabbit hole. That we really did. Very fast. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate appreciate you hanging out with us today. Uh, thanks to everybody who's watching live with us right now and hanging out and already dropping some comments. Yes, Mr. Dave Mattingly, top of the morning to you. Uh, as well, my friend, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to join us live, say if you're catching this, so if you're watching or listening to the replay of this, uh, wherever you get podcasts or over on YouTube, uh, you can join us live if you're able to make it. Uh, we do this live show every Monday at 8.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you could catch us on Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter. And uh, yeah, hang out with us, comment, chill out. Make fun of us, whatever. It's a free for all here at the Chris and Amanda show. So it is. It feel is. free to join us. <laughs> Our base is that we talk about music, but we talk about a lot more than that. Yeah, music is like the excuse for us to get together and talk. <laughs> and then after that, it just is like a free for all. <laughs> well, and music just brings out all of these stories in it does. us. And it really our, does. And our listeners. So I think it's just the best way to gather and have a blast. It 100% is. It 100% is. So uh, another way for you, too, if you'd like to participate on the show, you can't join us live, is you can give us a, a leave us a message, our voicemail on our hotline, the Chris and Amanda Show hotline at 973-506-8009, 973-506-8009, and hit that plus one if you are dialing outside of the United States. Uh, we would love for you to leave us a voicemail, whatever you want to say to us. Hey, great job. Good show. I can't believe you gave this a terrible rating or a good <laughs> rating. Why didn't you put this on the list? How come you guys aren't talking more about the misfits? I don't understand <laughs> anything. Go right ahead. Put it on there. 
We're happy to play it right here on the show. Straight to the misfits. <laughs> yeah, straight to the misfits. And of course, you can follow us on all social medias over at Instagram and TikTok at the Chris and Amanda show. Today, we have a special show uh, that we're super excited about. Uh, we've been planning this uh, for the last couple weeks, yeah. I'd say, you know, because here we are, we're, we're um, when we're recording the show, it's November, right? So yep. we're right second week in November or whatever, first full week in November. Yep. So, you know, as we get closer to the holidays, Amanda and I do like to do a lot of holiday shows. Last year we did uh, holiday songs, we did trivia. So we we plan on doing more holiday stuff this year. But leading up to the holidays, yeah. you know, we were like, well, we want to do some different shows. And, you know, and it seems that, you know, when we look at the stats, you know, because Amanda and I, we, 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 we look at the stats. We, we look to see what's yeah. going on because to us it goes, hey, well, this is what the people want. Yes. Right. <laughs> So the people like theme shows. They do. <laughs> they, they do. Like when we do theme shows. So you had a great idea. So Amanda, why don't you explain what today's show is themed around? Well, today, you know, I can't remember what song I was listening to, but someone mentioned how old it was. And I go, oh, my goodness. Like, what a great show it would be if we featured songs that turn 25 in 2022, yeah. which when you do the math only takes you back to 97. So if you go, wow, 25 yeah. years is 1997. Mm -hmm. whew, we could easily be doing a show about songs that turned 50 in 2022 and oh, everyone gosh. would be able to put yeah. their favorites on. So it's making me feel a little old there, Chris Baglio. <laughs> 100% is. Um, and, you know, this is a, you know, 20, 1997 was a very, very big year for me. Ooh. Um, because that was the year I got married. And yeah, uh, so this right. is our 25th yeah. wedding anniversary this year, actually in November. So that's coming up actually. That was a big deal. Next week, November 15th is our Friends, 25th wedding anniversary. That is a quarter of a century. <laughs> to be married to one person. Yes, quarter of a century. That does not get like upplayed enough. Yeah, I was actually finishing my last semester of college because uh, – I had planned it. We thought I would be done, but I was in my final, final semester of college when we got married. So I final, graduated. Final I wound up walking in 98. That's sure. when. So on my diploma, it says 1998, but that's, you know, because it was the winter semester sure. to walk. But yeah. So uh, yeah, got married, finished college, all this, all the stuff. <laughs> Look at you doing big things in 97. Yeah. Crazy, crazy year. Crazy year, man. It's, it's nuts. So yeah, looking back at this. You know, it's funny, like you said it, like we listen to these songs, right? And they sound so like not that long ago. And yeah. then you're like, oh, my God, this is 25 years. I'm <laughs> listening to the same music. I mean, and then, yeah, you start going into the 50 years and 30 years and it blows your mind, man. It really yeah. does like that. These songs, they still sound so fresh and relevant mm -hmm. to us, you know, because it's what we grew up with that. Like when you're, you're like, oh, my God, this is like this old. And, and it's, uh, you know, and. Half the people like, you know, like my kids, like don't even realize what half this music is like. They know that it's our music, but they're like, it's old yeah. music. And it's like, that's your old music. It's, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> and they're not wrong. A quarter of a they're century is, is time has passed. Yeah. Well, think about how you felt about your parents' music, you know, and like when they were listening to it and they were already like, you know, 20 plus 25 years old, listening to some of their music already when we were just starting to hear it. So it's like, it's crazy. You know, and my mom must have been cool. I mean, y'all know I love my mom very, very much, but 
so much of my listening, like I remember her listening to 80s music in the car. Yeah. Like in the 80s. Though my parents, I mean, my parents were very young. So when they had me and uh, yeah, I grew up on a very steady diet of classic rock. Like the Beatles were always on, always, you know, all all the classic rockets, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, uh, The Doors, uh, you know, just all that was was in my life growing up. And, you know, and it just felt like so. And yeah, and in the 80s and all like it was just. I don't know. I think that's the effect of having like younger parents who are kind of still hip. <laughs> yeah, and Owen does not feel that about me whatsoever. No, there's, neither do my neither do my kids. <laughs> there's none. There's 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 no tolerance for my old lady music. No. Well, but let's be fair. I guess my old lady music is not current old lady music. <laughs> there's a whole different lane. <laughs> there's a whole different lane for that. Yeah, Amanda's in. So he's, I suppose, not wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nope, not wrong at all. Not wrong at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, we are talking about the person who listens to Christmas music all year round. I know there was oh, there was no, a debate, listen, like, and I actually I find nothing wrong with it. By the way, I actually so I support it and I applaud it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And too many people do, so I just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we all live vicariously through you. I'm like, oh man, I really wish I could listen to Christmas. Oh, that's right, Amanda will listen to it. So I'll. I'll I'll, I'll be happy for her, which will then be ha- I'm happy for me then. <laughs> Absolutely. Trust me, everyone listening to this, I consume enough Christmas for the world. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. For all the world. This is very, very true. Um, so so listen, so we, we've got a show to get to and, and we've got a bunch of I mean, we've got a lot planned for today. Uh, typically, you know how the show works. If you've been a steady listener to the show, normally a man and I will each give each other three songs to listen to, and then we rate them on a scale of one to five records, with one being a dumpster fire and five being, like, magical, heavenly music to our ears. Uh, but today, we decided we're not really going to do ratings as much as we'll do more reactions and mm-hmm. share some stories about why these songs made it on here, maybe where we first heard them, things like that. Mm-hmm. So we figured we'd go about it that way. Of course... You could feel free to rate them and review them for us and go, oh, my God, God that song, song's terrible. Or, you know, <laughs> yell at us and tell us what song should have been on the list. I mean, Wait. we and we have a Facebook group going. Right. So in yeah. our Facebook group and I pulled some of the posts because we yeah. did have a post. What songs turn 25 that you really enjoy? And people are posting it. So we're going to read some of those today. Um, but, you know, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, you got to get in there because this is where you can definitely dialogue with a man and I and be really kind of part of the show. I mean, you really yeah. become part of the show that way. So go over to our links in the show notes right now and click the link. Join our Facebook group. It's a, it's the Chris and Amanda Show Backstage Pass group. Click it. It's free. Get in there. Start participating. Super fun. Yeah, super, super fun, fun. stuff. I a cut lot you of making... off. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that before. No, no. A lot of making fun of Amanda. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Which I'm there for. <laughs> You're the you're the biggest proponent of making fun of yourself. This is so true. This is so yeah. true. And listen, just we could only put six songs on this episode, so we're fully aware we're missing a ton. We know. We get it. We get it. Otherwise, this would be a 24-hour show, and we really try to keep it to an hour. <laughs> only because if we had enough money coming in to pay us to do 24 hours a day, we would make it work. <laughs> oh, yeah. We would do a whole week of this. <laughs> 
<laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, before we dive in, we do want to say, uh, talking about money, we, we do want to say a quick thank you yeah. to our sponsor, uh, our current sponsor for the next six weeks of the Chris and Amanda show, which is campsite.bio. And we were talking about them. So if you already started listening to the show, and, and so last week they started becoming a sponsor, and we're so psyched that they're here. Yeah. Campsite that bio is literally like for me, it was like a lifesaver. Like I have used some of the other bio links, um, you know, services before. And listen, they're not bad, but campsite.bio to me like just takes it to a whole other level. There's something about it that I, I truly like. I love the customization. I like the emails that I get with the insights. I, I love yeah. the ability of us being able to go in and constantly update and change links and brand it. And we just get so much data from there. And it's nice to have everything all in one spot, which I think mm -hmm. is just amazing. Like literally you bring it up and like, there's all our links. Like I'm gonna share my screen really quick. So for those who are um, watching this uh, version of the show, <laughs> wherever you may be um <laughs> this is like so cool so like literally like Amanda and I, like we just updated this and like so we've been talking about our halloween party playlist which i know it's past halloween but i'm leaving it there yes. at least for the rest of this yes. at least for the next few weeks but literally you can go on and click this and boom the, the playlist is like embedded in campsite.bio um there's the link to join our our community our facebook community we we're just talking about you can become a featured artist on our show we have our link that takes you right to our featured indie artist uh, promo. You could join the Chris and Amanda show emailing list from here. And of course, then you have access to everywhere where you can watch and listen to the show right here between YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, Good Pods, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, all the places. And, you know, and if you like what you hear and you want to keep supporting us, you can also donate here and buy us a coffee. You can get access to our website, our merch store. Our 2022 playlist is here. So all the songs that we've been talking about are all there. So, I, you know, I just, I really enjoy using this. And it's great because it goes right in our bio, you know, on Instagram, TikTok. It is on our website. We put it in our show notes. And it's like right there, you click it and you have access to everything. It's It truly is great. I, I really like it a lot. I agree. And, you know, you only have a link to put somewhere. So yeah. why not link a link that links to all of your other links? <laughs> Right, correct. That's a lot of link in there. <laughs> it's a lot of links, but I mean, you see that. Like, literally, I think, Amanda, like, we literally have, I think, like, 20 different links of things between all the places where it. you can listen to the show, plus, you know, our Buy Me a Coffee, our mm -hmm. Spotify playlist, all those things, our merch store, the links to our sites as hosts. Like, it's all, like, it's a lot of links. So to be able to put it all in one place and be able to share that is just awesome. So anyway... We really love campsite.bio. We are so happy that they're a sponsor of the Chris and Amanda show. And I encourage you all to because you can actually get it for free. Use the link in our show notes. And if you want to use the, uh, the pro plan, there's actually that link will take you to a special place where you can sign up and get $10 off, off your pro plan right now, courtesy of the Chris and Amanda show and campsite.bio. So definitely go. If you want to convert more fans into followers, get involved campsite.bio for sure. <laughs> let's do one or 1997. Let's, let's go back to 1997. Um, Chris's songs to me this week were my own summer <laughs> shove it mm -hmm. by the Deftones. Who have been on the show many times. Correct. Just about as much as some of my favorite artists. <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Your second song to me was My Hero by the Foo Fighters. Hence why Christopher there has the Foo Fighters shirt on. 
That's right. <laughs> and three, damn it, I just cussed out our show. Oh, my God. I <laughs> too. <laughs> I was building myself up to that word all morning long. Whew. I didn't think that one would be a big deal for you. No, but, like, we've never cussed on the show. It's before. the lowest level of, of I mean, this, this is a pop song. This song is on every radio station. Okay, that's so true. Every DJ says it. So. True. Okay. All right. So, so you're in the clear, Amanda Sharp. Maybe. <laughs> Stop sweating. <laughs> so, so your songs to me this week, no shocker, was a Martina <laughs> McBride song. <laughs> a, bro- a Broken Wing is the name of the song by Martina McBride. Uh, Jewel with Foolish Game. Mm. I'm going to reserve some of my reactions. And <laughs> I'll Be Missing You feature- with Puff Daddy featuring Faith Evans and 112. So, so I... I'm curious to see if that one surprised you that was on my list. I was, well, we'll get to it. Okay. Uh, we'll okay. get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So, I was like, I bet I surprised Chris. Yeah. This way. So, couple, couple quick things. So, dialing it back to, to 1997, what were some of the biggest records that came out? And I read this and I was like, oh my God, this, this was killing me because half these, I mean, more than half these records I, I have. And I remember how much of an impact a lot of these made for me. Because in 1997, so you guys all know me as like the, the the heavy metal dude. But back in 97, I was listening to a ton of Britpop and shoegaze and lots of emo. Still a lot of punk and hardcore. But I really wasn't listening to a lot of metal like back then. I was I was more like definitely more into the way the Britpop scene. And so looking back at this, I was like, wow, this is like a who's who. So Oasis Be Here Now came out, which is not really that good of a record, but. You know, back then it was like huge because they came right <laughs> off of the hills of what's the story of Morning Glory. Radiohead OK Computer, which by far is one of my favorite records of all time. And I have lots of stories about that. Uh, the Verve Urban Hymns, another fantastic record. Bittersweet Symphony, huge, huge hit. I feel like every song on this record was a hit. Uh, the Prodigy, Fat of the Land, great record. Uh, of course, the Foo Fighters, The Color and the Shape. That was like a colossal release. Daft Punk with Homework, one of the first, that's a record that I got into that got me into Daft Punk, which is great. Blur with Blur. So, of course, song number two. Woohoo! That's like everybody <laughs> still listens to that song. Uh, Deftones Around the Fur came out. U2 Pop, that big. I mean, these are, I'm like, read this list. These are massive records. Faith No More, Album of the Year, fantastic record. John Fogarty actually released a huge record, comeback record that year with Blue Moon Swamp. The Offspring with Ixnay and the Ombre, Rolling Stones, Bridges to Babylon. David Bowie released Earthling, which is a f- fabulous record if you've never heard it. Green Day released Nimrod, which time of your life, like biggest, one of the biggest songs of 1997 came out on that one. Paul McCartney released Flaming Pie, Metallica with Reload, Aerosmith with Nine Lives, Silver Chair with Freak Show, Kenny Wayne Shepard with Trouble Is, Creed with My Own Prison, and... One of the biggest bands of 1997 that probably had songs everywhere, which is Third Eye Blind, Third Eye Blind. So I was like, man, oh, man, what a, what what a year. year. What a year for, for releases. What, what a, a year, year to be alive. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, and then some of the biggest movies of the year, I thought it was like. Worth oh, good point. So yeah. Some of the biggest movies in 1997. So, Amanda, if you had a guess, oh. what was maybe one or two of the biggest movies from 1997? 19- 97 that you can remember oh my goodness okay so i you know i'm so caught off guard my mind is like completely black right now uh-huh. <laughs> i'm like what are movies 
So the <laughs> biggest movie of 1997, which actually turns out to be one of the biggest movies of all time, Titanic, is released uh-huh. in 1997. And at that time, grossed one billion eight hundred and forty-three million dollars in two hundred, yeah, like one point eight billion dollars. Do you know I didn't see that just once in the theater? I saw it twice in the theater. I saw it like three times in the theater. And bold every single time, like like I didn't know what was happening. Come I on. I know. Well, you knew the ship was going to sink. I yeah. just was like, I telling you jack can fit on that raft there, there's no way he's oh 100 gonna fit on that raft uh, someone prove us wrong yeah prove us wrong i agree prove with us you 100 <laughs> Myth, mythbusters did a great episode where they they proved that wrong rose uh, rose could have let him on there and they both would have fit on that door so selfish so selfish i'll so somebody, never let go <laughs> <laughs> never let go but she did um <laughs> So some of the other big movies from that year, The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Uh, Men in Black, the original OG oh. Men in Black. I Tomorrow Never that. Dies, Air Force One, mm. starring Mr. Harrison Ford. As good as it gets, Jack Nicholson, who was not an Oscar. All right. So my very first song that was turned 25 years old was Broken Wing by Martina McBride. And let me tell you, I love this song. And I think no one should be surprised that I threw in a country song that was 25 years old. So, you know, this when this was out in 1997, I was still a little bit of a baby in high school. So I wasn't graduated yet. And boy, I sang this song and I really thought nothing about what the song actually meant. I just really enjoyed the tune and I enjoyed singing it. So it wasn't until I was probably well in my thirties that I actually listened to it again and realized how sad of a song it actually was. And I'm not gonna, I would be sinning if I said I didn't karaoke this song and belt it still not understanding what it actually was about. So Broken Wing by Martina McBride, so hard to believe that that is 25 years old, and boy, do I just love her. Um, I wish I could hear more about her. I'm kind of sad that she's kind of settled down, and I love all of her Christmas songs so much, too. It's crazy because, I mean, the song is is pretty, like, dark, heavy. actually. Yeah, it's heavy. It's very dark. And, and I'll tell you, I'd be on that stage just cheerfully singing it. Shame on Amanda. So she has said, though, that she doesn't. Th- so if anybody doesn't know what this song's about, if you've never heard this before, like you definitely should check it out. It was it was actually a massive hit in 1997. It was a number. It was number one on the country charts. And, you know, obviously it's about a woman who feels trapped in a very abusive relationship. I mean, that's what the song's about. And she wants to figure out how to get out of this living hell essentially yeah so the end of the song though is a little ambiguous because some people take it that you know she uh she was not of this earth anymore at the end yes. of it yeah you know martina mcbride has said that she's kind of left it open and actually she never really described it as that she just sort of said it was sort of more symbolic that you know the window being open is more of a symbol of like her openness and her freedom so you know, everybody kind of goes to, like, the fact that, like, the window's open, there's a note and all that, that mm-hmm. maybe she, you know, hurt herself. Um, yeah. But she actually said it's ambiguous, but she never kind of saw it like that. And she's like, oh, I guess people have seen it like that. But she just said it was more of a symbol of, like, freedom and openness and kind of, like, Absolutely. being able to, like, finally 
move on. And you know, I like closure. We all know Amanda likes closure. I read yeah, the end like of the book. Yeah, you like to get to the first. end of the story. So the fact that this is one of my very favorite songs when you hear it, and that it's so open ended, it seems a little unusual. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <It's a> pretty, <laughs> yeah. I would love to see you belting this out at karaoke, though. Just because. Oh my gosh, it is. I yeah. all right. We have to get a Chris and Amanda show event happening. Mainly focusing on karaoke. <laughs> it's a karaoke event. It's a karaoke party. That's We have to have a Chris and Amanda show karaoke party. <laughs> and you're going to see a theme on all of my songs, everyone. And today. only songs from 1997. <laughs> or the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cutoff is 89. That's it. It's like 80 to 89. That's your song. We will make this happen, everybody. That's why we need a really a big, big sponsor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. Everyone pull your money. Everyone pull your money together. <laughs> pull your Let's pennies. Go. Yeah. Let's go. All right. So, I mean, I, I think that, listen, so obviously this is a song that's important to you. Like you like this song sure. you know? and I know you're a huge Mar Martina McBride yes. fan. So yes. when did you just hear this because like you're a Mar Martina McBride fan and like it came out and you're like, great. Or was this a song that you like you heard like, like, this, or was this, this was a song that got you into Martina McBride? Like, so this was just a song that, you know, when I listened to the radio, I would hear it on the radio and yeah. it was always in my car. And I was like, ooh, this feels good. I'm a throat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sing it. And I just felt it, even though I had no idea what the song was about at that age mm -hmm. that I was in 97. Right. Gotcha. I, I would say when you were when you were off the screen, like I it wasn't until I was probably in my 30s that I really digested. Yeah what the song actually meant and how dark it was. You know, and that happens a lot, actually. And I, I, I'm that way, too. Like, I'm, like, into a song, and I just, I love the way it feels, and I love the, the lyric. Like, I love the, the, the bridge and the chorus. But then when you actually look at the lyrics, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is actually, like, a really deep, yeah. like, depressing song. Or this is Very really, much. like, somebody in pain screaming out. And it's like, yeah. I never realized some of those songs sometimes. And you go, wow, it takes on a whole different meaning. I still love the mm -hmm. song, but, like, it definitely right. takes on takes on a whole other meaning for sure it hits a little different it does it does hit a little different so um i i think it's i think it was a good pick um you know for me listening to it like once again i'm not a huge yeah. martina mcbride fan but i i i will say i'm getting better i think with identifying songs in the country genre genre <laughs> and dating them and i felt that this song felt very 90s to me like so I think if you had played this for me and said, Chris, guess guess where where this what year this song was in, I think I would have said somewhere in the nineties for sure. I think your your gut would have been absolutely right. If I don't think I, I don't know if I don't know if I necessarily would have said nineteen ninety seven, but like right. I feel like it would have been somewhere like I would have said, ah, the song's very nineties ass. I feel like the production and the yep. quality is kind of puts it into that time. But sure. you know, I, I definitely feel like the lyrics of this song now are still very relevant, man. Yeah. Still super relevant to today. I mean, twenty five years later, the lyrics they definitely hit. They definitely the, the story, the story yeah. is still very, very relevant for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to go back really quick since uh, we're having some technical difficulties <laughs> there for a little bit. For, for those of you watching the video version and, and uh, listening to the audio, there'll be some edits made. But <laughs> we're going to jump back to where we started, which was we were talking about the Deftones, My Own Summer, yeah. Shove It. And this is off of Around the Fur, which came out in 1997. Now, Amanda, I know this was the heaviest of the songs I gave you. Heaviest of the songs. And you've heard the Deftones before. Yeah. I think some of your quotes have been, this is definitely serial killer music. <laughs> well, and that's why, like, I thought Charmed, because I could see, like, their, their little scene when they're fighting the dark side of all of yeah. the 
you know, warlocks and all that stuff right. that they had to do. I just felt like I, I had heard that before. Right. Um, hey, we need music for that kind of stuff. So I'm happy it exists. Except the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Except the see, I love Chino's voice, man. Chino Morano. I just I love that. Like, it just sounds good. I don't know. I like it. How can it be so whispery but so authoritative at the same time? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what like, makes him so awesome. Like, it's very interesting. Yeah. Like, it makes me wonder. Like, how close is he to the microphone? Like, yeah. what's up? What's yeah. up? <laughs> I could do without the screaming. I know you could. That, 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 yeah. But in 1997, man, I got to tell you, so the first time, so I, I started telling the story before, but I got into the Deftones off of the strength of the the first one. Well, I don't know if it was, it was actually the first single off this record, but it was the uh, Dry Far Away song. And I played that for you here before, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I can't remember what you rated it. You probably didn't like it, or you kind of maybe liked it, or I don't know. I think it got three. It probably got three records. I think it got three, like, generous yeah. three. Right. <laughs> but that song really drew me into the band, and they came out at a time when sort of, like, that, quote-unquote, the new metal tag was given to mm-hmm. a lot of the bands that were really sort of combining, like, like this, like, sort of, like, metal sound that was, like, mixed with hip-hop beats and things like that. And so they got lumped into that new metal sound for sure. And I would say that this record um, and their other record, Lotion, are, like, sort of, like, probably the most, quote-unquote, new metally of, like, that sound. Like, Korn and mm-hmm. Limp Bizkit and so many of the other bands were recorded. And... Uh, and I always felt like the Deftones were so much more than that. Like, I just felt like musically, they were just, like, not like those other bands. I, I, yeah. I just, you know, and I, I felt like they brought in these elements of shoegaze and, and real, like, heavy metal. But, like, I don't know, just a lot of grooves. So I, I was, I just, I got, I fell into them. And, and this was the record for me that I heard from them that hooked me. And Dave had a question for you in one of the previous comments. He had said, Chris, can you define shoegaze? I can never get a handle on exactly what <laughs> that genre is. That genre is. Genre. So, oh, yeah. So that's a great question, Dave. So shoegaze, I would say, is more or less defined. And it kind of becomes more of a, like a Britpop kind of thing. So there were a lot of bands in the uh, late 80s, early 90s that sort of had this like very like spacey, you could call it a spacey kind of sound, a very like ethereal kind of ethereal or whatever kind of sound. And they literally shoegaze came out because a lot of these bands would be on stage and really not moving, heads down, looking at their shoes. Like, and so, why? Because they're just playing. Because it's, oh, like, it's just sort of little. like, it's, a, okay. it's such a, like, just zoned out, like playing music. So okay. the term shoegaze kind of came out of that, that like, they're just playing heads down and shoegaze. Not their shoes. So there's a lot, a lot of bands. Like, like My Bloody Valentine is a band that, that was a huge, huge band of that early ride stuff. Even some of the Cure, like if you think of Disintegration had that sort of like that shoegaze. They they started getting that sort of uh, that that label attributed to. I mean, there's so many of these bands that came out um, that maybe started off as quote unquote shoegaze bands and then and then transformed and you know got songs more pop more accessible like spiritualized and and a lot of the bands too that we were talking about at the top like the bands of records that have been released were some of them were considered like shoegaze bands that kind of made that 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 transformation deftones for me like are like a heavy band i would say metal band but like they took those elements of shoegaze 
and hip hop and kind of mashed it into like this. I always felt like a very unique and different sound. And mm-hmm. to this day, there's still a band that I, I absolutely love and would like always want to, I always want to go see them when they come around. Like, I feel like they just keep getting better and better. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they, whatever for it being this long, like not every record's a winner, but like this was a band that I got into and I'm still into and I'm, I'm glad they're still around. I'm glad they're still making music. You know, they have a huge fan base. So, <laughs> <laughs> So do we. <laughs> so do we. So do we. So yes, Deftones, my summer shove it. Love it. I love this record. I'm going to turn you into a Deftones fan at some point. I, uh, can we just like meet in the middle and say I'm Deftone tolerant? Yeah, okay, you're Deftone tolerant. Got it. I'm no longer like Deftone intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair, that, right? In, that's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> I mean, maybe by season three. Right, maybe by season three. Like season two. Yeah. <laughs> so very, very good breakdown. Um, all right. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna go right back into your list and do my hero by yes. the Foo Fighters. Right. Well, I, I felt like this sounded very traditionally like Foo Fighter-ish. Oh yeah. I mean this right? huge, huge hit for them. This record, Color and a Shape was like just went gangbusters they had did the first record which dave Grohl played everything on and it was almost like more of a demo that just became huge because it got released this record was like the first like i don't know it was like even though it was her second record it felt like more like this was like a full-on like more formed like this was the food fighters this is the song sure. this is the record that really i feel like established their sound and set them up as like a gigantic rock and roll band and this record is just hit after hit after hit it's just great I can't believe this record is 25 years old. <laughs> it's, well, and I even went like, wow, that's very interesting that it is 25 years old. Like yeah. it really going down in preparation for our show. I stumbled across a lot that were a surprise to me that they were already 25 years old. Insane. It's I found the one of the interview things that I, I found on this song was that I forget where he was, but they asked if it was about Kurt Cobain. Right. And his reply was, it's more about like ordinary, ordinary everyday heroes. And I thought that yeah. that was kind of nice because think like so much of our life, our heroes yeah. kind of just come and go. Yeah. We need them for that season and then they, they go. So I just, I just, I think this song really holds up. I, I do too. Um, I mean, listen, I'm a, Obviously, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan, but but really, I mean, these songs, like you hear them and they're still being used, not even just like on the radio, but like you still hear them in 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 movies. You hear them in commercials like I don't know. They're just still very relevant. And I think that the lyrics of this song are just still so timely. And like you said, like it could really apply to like anybody insert anybody in your life. That's you've quote unquote considered your hero. And like Mm -hmm. this song, like speaks to to you or them on any level so you know there's some songs i just think are like timeless this is one of these for me that like i just feel like this record uh, you know i love it i can't believe it's 25 years old but it does it still sounds very fresh and relevant just as it did back then actually even more so now i feel like i don't know you know call me call me old (laughs) (laughs) i think that's all this show keeps doing is calling us old (laughs) yeah we're old (laughs) because i I feel like I can remember that time so much, but to think that yeah. it was, again, 25 years ago just seems mind-blowing. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny, too. So when I first, 
I actually was not into the, I was such a music snob back in 1997. <laughs> like my wife calls me out on it all the time. She's like, I remember you used to not be into the, you used to make fun of the Foo Fighters. And I go, you are correct. I did because I was such a snob because I kept saying, this is how much of a, this is how petty and how music snobbish I was back in the day. <laughs> I said, oh my God, Dave Grohl broke up. I had no idea what I was talking about, by the way. I go, Dave Grohl broke up Sunny Day Real Estate because Nate and William Goldsmith from Sunny Day Real Estate, who you know Which, I adore, yeah, yeah. were played, where they basically, after Sunny Day broke up, they joined Dave Grohl's Foo Fighters touring band because, like I said, Dave on the first record had done all the instruments. He didn't have a band. So to go out on tour, he created a band to go out on tour so he could play live. And then he went in to record this record with the band. And William Goldsmith wound up getting kicked out because it just didn't work. Dave Grohl kicked him out. And he wound up playing all the drums on this record except for one song. And I was like, how do you kick William Goldsmith out? <laughs> such a snob. But meanwhile, I'm like, oh, my God, this music is so good. So I literally... <laughs> You know, so I went through a period of phase where I was like, oh, my God, this is so late. And then I was like, you know what? What, what are you doing? Like, stop. Like, you know, I, it's so immature of me. But anyway, I share that story because, yes, anybody can grow, move past, move past music snobbery. such as Music snobbery. Yeah. I think you need to do a reel on defining what music snobbery <laughs> is. I was a huge snob back then, man. It's just stupid, young, like hardcore punk politics stuff that like just makes no sense today. Like hardcore it's just dumb, punk dumb politics. Yeah, just dumb, <laughs> dumb like way of thinking. Now I look back and I'm like, oh. So anyway, genius, beautiful. But when I hear this record, no, I do. I think back to like the time when I was like such a snob that I was like dissing on the Foo Fighters, and I'm like, what? What an idiot! Like. Now I'm like a giant Foo Fighters fan, but like that moment in time, it was like a bunch of months where I was like, so am I wrapped up in my own nonsense, like stupid stuff, man. Rock political junk. I can't get past that quote. It's true. Punk rock political head trash junk that the scene fills your head with. See, we all grow. And I feel like I've grown through this show. I don't know that I, yeah. I, think I was very close minded, very, very close minded to a lot of your listening choices. Right. And I have absolutely we've seen the transformation of Amanda. Yes, <laughs> From yes, we have one to now. We absolutely have. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. let's jump in. Without the Foo Fighters, would be over one run with Foo. <laughs> Crack me up. (laughs) All right. Foolish Games by Jewel. Oh, you know, I mean, I was so happy you put Jewel on this playlist because I love Jewel. This first Jewel record, I think, is just a perfect. It's so good. It's It's so good. So effortless. I was so excited that you put this on. (laughs) I, it's such a. uh, Her voice is stunning. It is, and so unique. I I do. I th- you immediately know it's Jewel. Like, yes. boom, that's Jewel singing. Even uh-huh. if she was singing backups on another song, Absolutely. like you're like, that's Jewel. It is, and I feel like she's so talented. Ridiculously talented. And I just felt, I mean, this is just a song, right? That yeah. I could have easily. It could have been like, I'll just throw something and it sticks and I'm still going to love it. But this one um, just is so great. And I just, I've also karaoke'd this one. (laughs) Really? You've done this one too? Yeah. So I, I can change my voice up pretty interestingly. Like, interesting. Yeah. But I don't even, you know, but 
what I don't know is like, what's the Amanda voice? Because I'm just really good at capping other people's voices. <laughs> I don't really know what I sound like. If I had never heard music before yeah. and tried to sing a song, what would it be? I don't know. But gosh, she's just brilliant. Yeah. And you know what's funny too is that this, so the record that this came off of was released in 1995. So Pieces of You, which is the record this was on, was released in 95. But this song itself wasn't released until 1997. Isn't that? As a single. So it just goes to show like how how long like this record was still getting released. Yeah. How big of a hit that this this record was, you know? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, it's such a great record. Oh. Yeah, my go-to song for Jewel is these days. No, great, great Jewel song. Yeah, Very I, uh, yeah, I, I agree, Amanda. I, I agree with you with this, with this song. A great pick on this because I had forgotten that this came out around then, and you know, it just to me it reminded me. So I think I've played this for you before, but like I, you know, and some of the other like like Lisa Loeb was out around this time, and I was really into this band called Ida, and I've played that yeah. stuff for you before. Never yep. like a huge commercial success, but like. I felt like around this time you had a lot of these like, like really like authentic, sensitive, like really great singer songwriters yeah. coming out, like focusing on like quality of like singing and like mm-hmm. melody. I don't know. I just felt like there was a moment in time, this bubble of like mm-hmm. great singer songwriters came out and like Jewel came out of that. Yeah. I, just, I love it. I absolutely think it's fantastic. And she's folky and we know I love folky. Yeah. I just, I, Yep. Great talent. And I was skimming my list, like uh, when I was Googling, you know, songs that turn 25 years old, blah, blah, blah. And I instantly saw this one. I'm like, done, done, yep. done. It's on there. It's on the list. Um, and I originally had to replace my, actually, the first, the third one, I'll Be Missing You, the next song mm-hmm. we'll talk about when we get to it. I had, that was a backup because I thought, where have all the cowboys gone? Yeah. Where have all the all cowboys, the cowboys gone? Yeah, that yeah. actually was released in 98, I found out. Wow. So, like, it was okay. almost, I was fact-checking so right my own pocket. list, and I was like, oh, my yeah. gosh, I have to replace that, because that was also a really fun song. That is a fun song. You're right. I remember that one. I remember that one. Oh, Dave <laughs> Malich, another great 1997 song that I forgot to mention is Ben Folds by Brick. Yeah, that that is a good one. And I'm not a big Ben Folds fan, i got to be honest with you, Dave, but that song I really do like. I think it's a good tune. Very good. I don't know Ben Fold, so I'm writing down that name. And I probably do. I just probably don't realize. Yeah. See, I learn something probably every single realize. day. Yes. All right. Christopher. Yes. Damn it. Damn By it. Blink-182. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a fun song, man. So I mean, this is like every bar band in the I- world plays this song. It's probably <laughs> been in every, like, teen, teen raunch comedy it, I wrote down, it took me right back to 97. I mean, even you like, knew this song. Yes. Right? It, like, yes. It, you probably just didn't know the name of the song was Damn I it. didn't. I didn't. It sucks me in. Like, we went down, like, a little, like, time travel right back to 97. Um, so I'll just talk about, like, what, like, the rabbit hole I went down on this song. Yeah, I want to hear about the rabbit hole you went down. <laughs> so I immediately was like, damn it. Is that how you spell damn it? And so I Googled, <laughs> how do you spell damn it? Because I didn't know, I've never spelled that word before, but my mind immediately was like, are there two M's? <laughs> How do you even say, do you spell it D-A-M, D-A-A-M-N? Like, and so I went down this rabbit hole of how to even cuss properly. 
that's just foolish. But that happened <laughs> um, because of this. <laughs> oh my God, and then great. I went down the rabbit hole of like, okay, so if this is 25 years old, how old were they when they recorded this song? And so I think he ended up being like, he would be about 27 or 28. But the band, they I think, young. started back in like 94 or something like that. Oh, Is yeah. that about accurate? Oh, so yes. they would have been like t- like early 20 babies, which I just think is so impressive. They were so young when they hit it. And it's like so funny because I remember listening to Blink-182 before they even broke it, like broke, broke big. Like I had yeah. some, some, I was buying Blink-182 like seven inches and stuff before they got this big. And it's like, what they sounded like then, like you could hear the start of it, but it's sure. not anything like what they became on sure. this record, Dude Ranch. Like this record was huge, and then Enema of the State came out, and that was the one that just made, put them into the stratosphere of the next record. So, I mean, they were babies basically to like have that yeah. much like momentum at it's in insane. Is insane. This I like this record and Adam of the State to me are like their two best records. The songs are awesome, so much fun to listen to. They are literally next like they're the hottest concert ticket to get next year because they're reunited for like the third time. Their ticket prices are <laughs> insane for this. Reunited for the third I, time. I, I am not going because <laughs> I'm not paying that much to go see a punk band. That but like, um, but it's it's an, I mean, but it's also too like you think about a lot of the music that's out now that. You can see on TikTok and a lot of mm-hmm. like the the pop punk revival, whatever you want to call, it, like um, you know Machine Gun Kelly and and a lot and even a lot of like even what we uh, I've been playing for you some of the newer stuff, really influenced by Blink One Eight Two, Travis Barker, the drummer, like is played on a lot of these tracks. He's a producer, like it has like kind of come full circle where that sound that Blink One Eight Two really kind of yeah. made like super popular, and they weren't the only band that were doing it, but they were the band that broke through. Sure. That influence, and it's like great to see it influence again. I mean, go on TikTok, and you'll see a lot of like the younger, newer bands, like baby bands, sounding like Blink One Eighty Two, like really influenced by it. So it's <sighs> great to go back to the source and go, man, this is such this is mm-hmm. such a good song. I can't believe that's twenty five years old. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. It just, I, I just find anyone who gets that kind of success at a young age. I just find it remarkable that yeah. they were able to like, I always, I guess I, my hope for them is they always have that mama, that manager that really wants what's best for them yeah. and takes care of them because yeah. at that age, no one can take that kind of power and just be okay with it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. hundred percent. It's uh <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a long, strange trip when it starts to happen and then it does happen fast and it's like, yeah. I'll tell you too. Go back and watch some of these music videos from those early. Oh my god, they're so funny. They're so funny to watch. They're, they're really fun videos. I'll have to go back in and, and we'll look post, at it. We'll have to post them in yeah. the Facebook group. Yeah, for, for sure. sure, for sure. So I mean, it, I think of all of the songs, that one's probably the one that fast tracked me back to '97. Nice. Well, the one, the one that did it for me that you gave me was this one. So you're Puff Daddy, Faith Evans, one one two. I'll be missing you. Man, this brought me right back. Because this, I mean, talk about a huge, this song was like the song of the summer back. I mean, this was everywhere. This is summer. You're right. You know, and, uh, and you know, for anybody that doesn't know, I mean, this is a tribute to, to Biggie Smalls, you know, Notorious B.I.G., who was actually 
uh, murdered that same year, and uh, you know, the whole family, the the the, you know, uh, he was on Puffy's label, and and it's just you know that year was like just insane. You know, like we were talking about a lot of the releases that came out, but a lot of crazy things happened. That was like one of the biggest that I remember. Like, oh my god, you know, and Notorious B.I.G. being at the top of his career, releasing, he dropped a bunch, and it's just the whole thing was nuts. Anyway, so this is a great, I think, a great tribute to him and the great song that absolutely blew up with great that sample of every breath you take you know and i remember when they did this i think it was on like mtv video music awards or whatever they did it and sting came out yeah yeah. like the backups it was so cool like i I, you know i mean you hear it now and it sounds like you know very dated but like it's still like man i bring this brings me right back this song like absolutely brings it back it's crazy how 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 you know once again music can do that and uh i i love it i think it's a great it's a great tribute you know and that's really what it was meant to be like just a really great tribute song to like the you know a friend you know who was Mm -hmm. unfortunately taken way before his time um and uh it's just nuts. So, I mean, the reason why, too, they wound up doing Every Breath You Take was this turned out to be one of uh, Diddy's favorite songs. Um, but it's funny because he actually didn't sort out any of the legal issues until the song was released. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Fantastic. They wound up bringing Sting, who wrote the who wrote the song, because Sting sure. was the writer. He finally was granted a writer's credit, re- resulting in subs- substantial royalties from the song. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so, I mean, Sting wound up making quite a bit of money because this song was a number one hit in both the UK and the US. So it's kind of one of those things at that point, sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness. Um, and when you know, when you've seen it and you hear it and you know, the magnitude of its success, it's going to be, he would have been foolish to say no. Yeah. Like, just give me that money. That's all like he had to do sit back and. I mean, and this out of hand. song sold over 3 million copies in America alone. It was the second biggest seller of 1997. It was a distant second to another tribute song that came out that year. Which song? Elton John's Candle in the Wind. Candle in the Wind. I should have version, known that. I which have was known rewritten that. in honor of Princess Diana, Diana yeah. and went on to sell over 11 million copies in America. Oh, that the attachment to princess diane like it just yeah yeah i mean it just so i mean that's another thing that came in 97 that song came out can't only win 97 11 million copies that's another song that's really i mean once again 1997 as a year i mean we're not we're just not even we're just barely scratching the surface about that year and all the craziness that Mm -hmm. happened but between music and and, uh and world events and just everything um it's insane. Like I, I, all the stuff reading back at it again is like ugh, remembering all these things I completely yes. have not thought about in a long we, time. We are now those old people. I remember when. Yeah, I, I remember, remember when. when. I remember <laughs> when. Yeah. And incidentally, this is the one and only song Marcus has ever karaokeed with me, and oh, he killed it. Really? That's awesome. Yes, he would never do it again. But he did it, and he did it so well. And uh, so I remember that. That's awesome. I, I fell in love with him that. all over again when he got on that stage with me and started being Puff Daddy. <laughs> he uh, he bought more time with you. He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, so I'd that love was, to hear that. That was, that was fun. So all three songs on my list were karaoke favorites. 
That's awesome. Well, good. I, I'd love to see the tie that binds. You know, <laughs> I, I wanted to give you songs this week. Once again, these are songs that, like, are they my most favorites from 97? I would say they're on the list of songs that of I course. really dug. And yeah. some even more so over as, as time has gone on. Sure. Um, I mean, like we said at the top, some of the records that were released that year, like The Verve, like these are like these are records I still listen to all the time. Kid, uh, OK Computer by Radiohead is like, I feel like it's a masterpiece, you know? And so, but I was like, I could give you songs from there, but like, let me give you some other songs. Let me mm-hmm. spread it out a little bit. I want to feel like I touch on a little bit of the different genres and things like that. So um, I think before we wrap it up though today, because this has been a fun show, I do want to at least share some of the comments that we got from our Facebook group. Yeah, we did post like, what songs did you like that turned 25? And so yes. I'm just going to read through some of these really quick, just so everybody kind of gets a, you know, and by the way, join our Facebook group because it's free and you can also, um, there's a way to be part of the show. Yep. So Dave Mattingly, who's been checking in all day, yes. with us watching live right now. Uh, he had some great picks, Cherry Pop and Daddy, Zoot Suit Riot, which I totally remember. Corner Shop, Brimful of Asha. That's an awesome too. Uh, Prodigy, Firestarter. We talked about uh, that being a huge record that came out this year. Smash Mouth, Walking on the Sun. <laughs> Giant hit. Uh, White Town, Your Woman. Big, big songs. Don Seckler had some great picks too. Uh, the Dip with Freak Nasty. Paranoid Android, Raid by Radiohead. Bitch by Meredith Brooks. Huge, <laughs> huge song. Huge song. Yeah. Um, Hitching a Ride by Green Day, Bro Him by Pennywise, love that song. Uh, Turnstile by Hot Water Music, Making Friends by Lagwagon. These are all releases. It's I, like reading these lists bring me back. Uh, Tony Donato with These Eyes Have Seen by Biohazard, Struck a Nerve by Machine Head. Faith, the George Michael cover by Limp Biscuit. If everybody remembers oh, that cover version, yes. <laughs> Two Sides by Clawfinger, One Step Ahead by Sick of It All. Um, and then uh, my sister, Stephanie McCabe, checking in with, I graduated high school 25 years ago in 1997. Uh, she wanted to add Hypnotize by Biggie Smalls, who we were just talking about. Song number two by Blur and Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. So, you know, once again, huge, huge records and yes. releases that came out that year. And the list goes on and on and on. What a year for music. What a great year for music. Music, movies, everything. So um, it was awesome. It was awesome. So I, I I enjoyed taking this this look back into time with you, Amanda Sharp. Great idea. Likewise, fun trip down memory lane. Yeah. Where were you during 1997? Let us know. Hey, and by <laughs> the way, if there's any other years you guys want us to explore, like let us know. Um yeah. Once again, you could post it in the comments of this video, uh, leave us reviews or comments wherever you know you're listening to the show. Join the Facebook group um, over once again, links are in the bio in the video description, everywhere. Join the group, let us know, send us an email at the Chris and Amanda show at gmail.com. Let us know what other years you would like Amanda and I to explore and talk about because these are a lot of fun we like doing these types of shows it is we we learn a lot and it doesn't have to have like a 25 year 10 year it could be right 1989 for all we care that's exactly correct exactly and i jumped straight to the 80s (laughs) (laughs) and you can leave us a voicemail too at 973-506-8009 let us know a year you would like us to talk about so (laughs) with all that being said thank you all so much for hanging out with us today what a show what a ride Looking forward to doing another show with you next week, Amanda Sharp. This will be great. Um, so much fun. 
Thank you all so much for hanging out with us today. Really appreciate each and every one of you. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, wherever you're watching your podcast over on YouTube. Uh, please feel free to leave comments or drop us a review or do the likes and the the stars or wherever you're listening. Or watching all, the those show. all those things. All those things. All those things. They help make the show grow. We appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of the day. Amanda Sharp, any final words? Just thanks for uh, working through our audio issues today. I mean, we're we're bound to have them. So thanks for hanging in there. And of course, as always, thank you to our sponsor today, Campsite Bio. We are so grateful. Thank you so much for uh, taking a risk on the Chris and Amanda show. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys all so much. And we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. get notified every single time we drop a new episode of the chris and amanda show just hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts if you'd like to become a sponsor of the chris and amanda show all you have to do is drop us an email over at the chris and amanda show at gmail.com and if you'd like to become a featured artist on the chris and amanda show just head over to our buy me a coffee page and select the indie artist feature over on the extras tab or you can use the link in our show notes And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok and subscribe to our YouTube channel for updated weekly video content. 